Our reading is Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, this is really high. There we go. Can you hear me? Great. <laughs> well, welcome everyone. My name is Kathy, and it's so wonderful to be with you here today. Um, I'm training for ordination, uh, so a trainee rev like Paul and Aidan, um, and I happen to be married to Aidan, and we have a little boy. Um, so, and I also really love coffee and Disney movies. So you've basically got me in a nutshell. Uh, <laughs> Um, to help guide us on our journey today, just so you know where we're going, I'm going to talk about four things. So firstly, the importance of deep roots and good soil. Secondly, meditating slash Hagar. Don't worry if you don't know what that means. Obviously going to come to that. Um, thirdly, Jesus, the word of God. And then finally, how to read the Bible, a brief summary. But before I do, I would love to pray for us. So would you join me in that? Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you that we get to come here today to listen, to read, to learn about you. And I pray that you would give us ears to hear and hearts that are ready to listen. In your name we pray. Amen. So, what I would like you to do is with the people next to you, or if you're online, then anyone who's with you, or you can possibly just like think to yourself, discuss what you think the Bible is. So, what you think the Bible is, and I'll just give you 30 seconds to do that with the people around you. Go. If you need to move around, feel free. Great. So we'll just kind of come back. Stay where you are if you've moved for now. Um, could one or two people mind sharing just really briefly what you think the Bible is? Just give a shout out. The Word of God. The Word of God. Great. Anyone else? Inspired. 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 Great. I love it. Now, next question, or thing to discuss rather. 
what is it that you like about the Bible? What do you find tough about the Bible? So maybe one thing you like about the Bible, one thing you find tough about it. Go. Another five seconds, so round up your thoughts. Great, okay. So, um, would one or two people, maybe from this side, um, share something that you like about the Bible? Relevant, love it, yes, amen. <laughs> Anything else, maybe from upstairs? Something you like about the Bible? Put you on the spot now, you can do it. No? How about down on this side? One thing you like about the Bible? Story of Jesus. Two, yeah, story of Jesus and what was that? A good, a good guide, great. And then maybe one or two people, just quickly, something you find tough about the Bible from anywhere. The Old Testament, the Old Testament. yeah. That was like four different people all saying the Old Testament, yes, 100%. <laughs> Um, great. Well, hopefully that's kind of got your juices flowing. Um, and just so you know where I'm coming at it from, so I believe that the Bible is a primary way to spend time with God and a way to get to know him. I don't think it's some irrelevant set text from GCSE or O-levels. I believe that it is a living, breathing word. It's more like a love letter from God than a cold, hard textbook. It's to be cherished, and it's a way to understand God and to hear from him. So we'll start with our first section. Deep roots and good soil equals fruitfulness. So that psalm, Psalm 1, says, The person who meditates on the law of the Lord, i.e. the Bible, the whole Bible, including the Old Testament, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. For a tree to be fruitful, it needs deep roots. So it's much like the parable of the sower. If you've got your Bibles with you, um, you might want to open that up onto Matthew 13, and it's from uh, verses 4 to 8, and then skip to sort of verse 18 to 24. But the seed that falls on good soil is the fruitful one. What makes the soil good? Taking the time to hear and understand the word of God. Jesus literally says that the person with seed falling on good soil is the one who hears the word and understands it. So we need to take time to listen, to read and understand this love letter from God. And I won't lie, it takes hard work, but just like any relationship that's worth having, it takes effort, it takes communication and it takes time, but it is worth it. For the gardeners amongst us, um, which, hands up, is not me. <laughs> um, if you see my garden, all, all I can do is apologise to the people who used to live there, because I'm not a gardener. <laughs> um, but I am reliably informed that um, soil that is not good doesn't have to stay that way. So if you're worried that you're not uh, someone with good soil, 
don't panic because actually soil can be made good again and that applies to us spiritually as well we need to nurture it and that nurtures the roots and the plants and it nurtures our faith and part of this nourishment means that we need to care for it every day not just once a week on a Sunday as it's really easy to do or maybe twice a week if we're in a home group how how do we do that Kathy well considering Psalm 1 the original words um, that uh, was translated as meditate comes from a Hebrew word which is Hagar Hagar so even though it's a tiny word it's actually a really big term and it encompasses a lot of different things and I will look at three particular bits so the first one is probably more akin to that meditate word what you'd imagine sitting quietly thinking reflecting um, being intentional that's probably what most of us were thinking when we heard that word meditate but for the extroverts in the room <laughs> me <laughs> it also includes chatting about the bible it includes chatting about god to other people not just uh, meditating quietly by ourselves small groups are a really good example of this Back when the Psalms were written and the New Testament, God was not taboo. It was so normal to talk about God, just the same as it is for us to talk about the weather. It was literally that normal. So when that woman uh, by the well, if you remember that story, um, when she's conversing with Jesus about living water out in the open, that would have been really normal. She didn't need to be in a place of worship to talk about God, just out in the street. And that is Hagar. It comes from a culture that is used to Hagaring. And then the third way, which is more like in Isaiah 31, verse 4, and it's more like a lion intently devouring its meat. Eugene, Eugene Peterson, a great theologian, likens it to when his dog, when the dog is out on a walk and finds a really juicy bone. And the dog is like, Look what I found! This is amazing! Look at this bone! in public and then takes itself off to a quiet corner and just nuzzles and chews and wrestles and it's intently chopping nothing can distract that dog from its task of uh, chomping down on the bone when is the last time we read or listened to the bible with that kind of intensity with that devouring type action as we mentioned, uh, the Old Testament's really hard, <laughs> and there's lots of other things in the Bible that's really hard, but we shouldn't be afraid of reading those passages or asking the hard questions. Because after all, Jacob physically wrestled God, and we can do the same with our minds. God didn't punish Jacob for wrestling with him. Does anyone remember what he did? He blessed him, and he renamed him Israel. And I really believe that if we take the time to wrestle with God, with our minds, God blesses us for it with a depth and richness of faith and heart and soul. I'd also say that attitude and intention also shapes how we read it. If we come to it as um, a textbook, then we're likely to just kind of get some facts and that's it. But if we come to it expectant that God is going to speak to us, then it's highly likely that we will notice that. This wrestling is not apart from God. The Holy Spirit lives in us and helps illuminate the word of God to us. And that includes the things that make us feel uncomfortable. 
it's right to feel uncomfortable with certain things. God doesn't expect us to just have a blind, obedient faith. He wants us to wrestle with him because he's a person. He wants us to talk to him about the stuff we find tough. He wants us to hagar with him as well as with one another. I'm now going to come to the word of God, as someone mentioned earlier. I think it's really important to mention that the Bible is not God. So it's not Father, Son, and Holy Bible. That's really important, and I really have to emphasize that. However, that does not mean that the Bible is not important or that we don't need to use it. It's the word of God because it tells us about the word, Jesus, and what he is like. If you take nothing else from today, then please just take this. We need to read our Bibles to truly know the true Jesus. We need to read our Bibles to truly know the true Jesus, because otherwise we're at risk of creating a false God who is made in our image instead of who God actually is. It's so easy to paint a picture of what Jesus is like um, and that Jesus usually is a lot like us, that Jesus that has the same politics, the same way of interacting with people, the same kinds of friends, the same way of doing spiritual practices, same theology about things like baptism and communion. And this is especially the case when uh, the only time we may get to grips with our Bible is on a Sunday or, um, as I said, in a home group. We're far more likely to carve him out in our own image. But I guarantee you that if we spend regular time, and I mean regular, like aiming for daily, at least a couple, uh, once every couple of days, then we are far more likely to be um, surprised at just how graceful, loving, kind, challenging, different, human and divine he really is. At this point, I just want to make a caveat, especially to um, the new parents in the room or prospective new parents. Like, it's very likely that your Bible pattern will change when that happens. Please don't beat yourself up about it because that's so normal. It doesn't mean that it will last that way forever. And this is part of why we hagar together and we support one another and talk about God. Um, but please don't worry about that. It does get better. I speak from experience. I'll be honest with you, guys, I find it really easy to identify with a Jesus who speaks truth to power and really looks after the poor and the vulnerable. I imagine that's quite a lot of us in this room, yeah? Yeah, yeah. What I find less easy is when he talks a lot about judgment and separating wheat from chaff, sheep from goats, which on the surface doesn't sound very graceful or loving, doesn't sound very good. That doesn't mean that I can just brush those things aside and pretend that God doesn't talk about it just because they make me uncomfortable. Because then I'm not getting to know the real Jesus and why he talks about that stuff. And instead I'm setting up God in my own image. I have to do the hard work reading the gospels, all of the gospels, all the Bible, to dig in deeper and make sure I'm getting to know the real God and what he's really like, which yes, encompasses some really difficult things, but also, far more amazing things than we can ever imagine. And then this kind of action, if we all do it, it transforms how we live and act, and it helps us to become someone who lives and loves the way God does. Now you may have different things that you find it easy to identify with with Jesus, um, according to your own preferences and your interpretations, and you may find other things challenging. 
Maybe you don't have a problem with the idea of a God who talks about judgment, but then you might find it really hard when he says things like, woe to you who are rich, and it's easier for um, a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. Like, you may find that kind of thing really hard, or something else that I haven't even mentioned that's close to your heart. But this is another reason why we as a church, why we as Christ Church, the Church of Bristol, the Church of the UK, and the Church of the World need to come together to Hagar, to wrestle with one another and wrestle with God, because we can all help one another to aim towards understanding who God really is. And when we do that, we become the church that God really wants, the church that is faithful and a church that is transformational. You may be thinking, great, I am sold. I'm going to read my Bible so much now this week. I'm going to read it every day. I can't wait. Maybe you already do it and you've got some tips that you can share after. But yeah, but you also might be thinking, oh, I'm so up for this, but I don't know how. (laughs) Um, And Aidan is going to talk a lot more about that next week. But I'm just going to give you some resources that are really helpful that you can go away and get. Um, Like I said earlier, reading our Bible shouldn't be like a textbook. It also shouldn't be like some kind of book we come to to build up our bank of general knowledge so that if we ever find ourselves on the chase or pointless or something, um, it should actually be because we want to know God and have a relationship with him and change in ourselves. And there's some really good um, big overview books that are easy to read and can help us uh, understand this. So Mike Pilavachi and Andy Croft, they're the people who um, ran Soul Survivor and still do. Um, they've got a book called Storylines. That's a super easy book, also really good to read with teenagers if you have them. It's All Things New by Pete Hughes, and that's uh, the, one of the books that we're going to be using in our sermon series coming. So definitely grab yourselves a copy of that. And then there's also the Bible Project. So for the tech-savvy amongst us, and to be honest, you don't even need to be that tech-savvy because we can ask one another to um, set it up. They've got some really good YouTube videos with overview books of the Bible, different themes, different characters, and they've got a podcast as well. For some more like tip-based book, like what is the Bible? How do I read it? Uh, Eugene Peterson's got a book called Eat This Book, The Act of Spiritual Reading. Um, there's also Paula Gouda, who's got the really snappily titled The Bible. <laughs> um, it's not actually the Bible, but it's all about how it came to be and how to read it. Rick Warren's uh, 12 Bible study methods and 40 days in the word. I find that really helpful because he lists like 12 different ways that we can uh, read the Bible and everything from Alectio Divina, very meditative, to memory verses, to imagining ourselves in the text. There's something for everyone. You don't need to be a clever clogs to read and understand the Bible. Um, There is something for everyone so that we can understand it for ourselves. If you'd rather some like pre-written Bible studies, then uh, there's somebody called Erin H. Moon, and she's got some really good books, and she co-leads my favorite, po- favorite podcast called The Bible Binge, which you may have heard me talk about before. It's so good. They imagine um, stories from the Bible and characters, and they cast them with actors as if it was like a TV show or a movie, and the people who talk on there, they're really fun, and they talk a lot about the context of what went on and I guarantee you your knowledge of the Bible will grow and as a result you'll be like oh my gosh God is so good God is so great (laughs) Um, there's also Alpha Bible in a Year which shares a wisdom passage an Old Testament one and a New Testament one there's an app and also a book 
And if you find that the commentaries on that don't quite go deep enough for you, or it hasn't answered a question you're wrestling with, then use those Bible passages to then be sparked and go and find out more about them. Go and find some Bible commentaries, some books that have been written, some podcasts. Do that kind of thing. It doesn't, you don't want to just um, use it as your be all and end all. You can use it as a platform to go to the next stage. And Anita, I believe, has talked about Lectio 365. I think it's quite a lot of us who use that here. That's really lovely. It's an audio thing. It takes about 10 minutes. Um, I just want to say, also, I'm really sorry. I'm very aware that all those people are, like, from a white Western background. So I am aware of that. But if you know of other people from different backgrounds who are really helpful for how to wrestle with the Bible, please will you come and tell me? Because I want to learn from you guys. And um, we can continue to hagar over coffee about different people as well. So please do that. But before I finish, I have a challenge for us for the week. Everyone up for a challenge? I, I think that was like two people. <laughs> is everybody up for a challenge? I know you don't know what it is, but yes, great, great, great. So I would really like for us to choose one gospel this week to read or listen to in its entirety. You know, Mark takes about an hour and a half, um, John not much more, Luke around an hour and 45 minutes, and Matthew two to two and a quarter. Um, you don't have to do it all in one go, but you could. It's less than a film and definitely less than one of those Marvel movies because they are super long. Um, but you could also break it up into chunks through the week if that's um, easier for you. But try and do that before next Sunday. And um, I, You don't all have to do the same one. We can do different ones. In a nutshell, <laughs> we need to read the Bible because it is God's love letter to us. It will change us on the inside and it will also help us to know what God is really like and it'll uh, make our faith so much more robust and it will also help us to love the world that much better. I'm gonna pray for us now. So if you'd like to close your eyes and just take a moment And maybe ask God to help us carve out some time this week to spend with him on a more regular basis. Ask God to help us choose which gospel to read and to really enjoy doing it and to not be distracted. And to help us have people to hagar with this week. So Lord God, we lift these things before you now. We ask that you would help us to find the time to really enjoy delving into your word, to discuss with one another how beautiful your word is and how wonderful you are. I pray that you would be with us this week and help us to love people the way you do and to be inspired by your word. In your name we pray. Amen.